0: Again, two girls, one go. Two girls, one go. And we are your ghostesses. That's Corinne. Hello. Jumbo. And I am Sabrina. And Corinne is referencing one of the best movies in history, Mean Girls. Mean Girls. I want to see it on Broadway when I'm in New York. I really want to go. Oh,
1: you should. Oh, my gosh. I'm just waiting for October 3rd when all of the Mean Girls memes
0: come around again. I will be in New York on October 3rd, so I should go on October 3rd. I bet they'll make a the whole big thing. The stars have aligned. It's all meant to be. This will be so fun. Okay, I'm going to do it. Doing it. Doing it. Oh my gosh. I went, now it will be like a month ago when this comes out, but I went to go see the Rolling Stones at the frickin' Rose Bowl in Pasadena, and I am just, I've seen them twice now, And every time I'm just blown away by how they qualify as senior citizens and they have way more energy than I ever will and ever have.
1: That's so insane to think about. They get all of the best discounts. We used to have my, or we still do, my grandpa would like go
0: to the beach with us so that we could get the free parking at the beach. (laughs) (laughs) That's so smart. I don't think they offer that in LA.
1: Probably not.
0: But they were so good. It was Wonderful, fantastic. What prompted you to go see a second show? Well, one of our friends, her whole family was supposed to go, and the concert was actually supposed to happen in October. Oh, I have another crazy story to tell about this. But anyway, so they were supposed to go in October, but then Mick Jagger had, like, some health complications, and they ended up having to reschedule the concert for August, and so, because of that, the family who was supposed to go, they had, they're in Spain right now or Portugal or something like that. So, they had to sell their tickets. And so, we all bought them like me, Nick, and a bunch of our friends. While we were there, Mick Jagger's up on the stage and he's talking and he's like, Thank you all for coming. And he's like, Got his like great, very sexy, still like hot voice. I don't know. Is that a thing? Is he hot? I don't know. He's an old man. Anyway, he goes <laughs> and he's like, thank you for coming even though we rescheduled and thank you even though we're missing turtle races on thursday night at brennan's what he mentioned brennan's which what is our college bar that's our college bar yeah they mentioned Brennan's, and all six of us that are there just scream like what and the people behind us are like what did they just say why are you guys freaking out and we're like You wouldn't get it. It's an LMU thing.
1: Oh my god. Brennan's? Yeah. That's where... Okay, so when we were in college, everybody, for St. Patrick's Day, we would all wake up at like 3 a.m. and we'd go to parties and have like green eggs and ham. Mm -hmm. We would like drink. Green drinks. And then we'd get in line at Brennan's for at like what? Like 5 a.m.? Because didn't they open at 6? They opened at 6, yeah. At 6 a.m. And we would like We'd always, every year, be on the news and Uh stuff. Our friend Lauren was on the news one year because she was in line when there was an earthquake.
0: (laughs) Oh, I was there too, but I did not feel the earthquake.
1: Yeah. We were – okay, so I actually – I don't have it anymore, but I had a t-shirt from Brennan's because one day – it was one of the St. Patrick's days. I kept smelling vomit. And you know, I'm sensitive to smell. So I was like, this is so gross. Like, I swear I didn't vomit. Like I'm not that drunk. I don't know why everywhere I go, it smells like vomit. So one of my friends was like sick of listening to me complain. So he bought me a shirt. He was like, Maybe your shirt just smells like vomit. So he bought me a shirt. I changed it into the Brennan shirt. I, like, put my shirt in my purse or whatever. I was like, nope, I still smell vomit. There's Guys, there's vomit on me. There's vomit on me. Oh, my God. And it wasn't until we left Brennan's that someone goes, oh, my God, and points to the back of my jeans. Someone had thrown up and the vomit splattered. And some of it got on the back of my jeans. Oh. And so that's why I smelled vomit wherever I went, because it was on me, but on the back of jeans. That me. is, oh, that's the worst. <laughs> that's so gross. Oh, <laughs> gross. Oh, Scarring my gosh. Scarring moments at Brennan's.
0: Yeah, well, maybe Mick Jagger was there.
1: That is so cool. So, yeah, I've never Been gone that for so their cool. turtle racing. I'd love to, though.
0: Me neither. I, I don't know if it's, if I condone it, but I don't know enough about turtles to know how they should be treated. They
1: probably just put them in a pit and like let them roam. And if so, if one of them crosses over a line, that counts as <laughs> winning. There's race. like a
0: whole thing where like you can't have a flash on because turtles follow light. And so it's a disadvantage if they see your light and they follow it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I have another television show suggestion for people. Mm-hmm. When they see us on Netflix, I know I'm late to the game, but if you have not seen it, it's about the Central Park Five, and it is one of the most heartbreaking and intense shows. It's four parts. Yeah, I actually
1: um, – I've been thinking a lot about it. I, when it first came out, like the first day I watched the first episode, Sabrina, mm-hmm. I cried harder than I have in a long time. And I actually just like – last week when I was driving home from Vermont, I was thinking about it in the car, and I bawled my eyes out again. And I can't get past the first episode. It like really just hurts my heart too much. I know that it's really important and people yeah. should watch it, but I personally just like cannot take it. It breaks me.
0: It's it's very hard to watch. It's similar to Chernobyl, it's like how it
1: happened to children.
0: To anyone.
1: It's horrible, but to
0: children. And it was like it, it's awful. It's so so sad. Yeah, for people who don't know, it's about the Central Park Five. It's these five boys who were accused and convicted of a rape of a woman in Central Park. And they were very, very clearly coerced and innocent and had nothing to do with it and spent 20 plus years. But now these men are
1: released and they're an amazing group of men. They donate a ton of money to charities and to the Innocence Project now.
0: But they'll never get their childhoods back. They'll never, ever get those years of their lives back. And that is just what is so horrendous about it. I can't.
1: It's, I feel like I can see and hear dark things, but like for some reason that one's just too, it's too much for me because it's so real and it happened and it was so incredibly wrong and to think that it happened and that they were in jail for that long. Oh,
0: I know. I know. It's really hard, but it's. I think it's very important, and it's a important story. So if people want yes. to watch it, it's really, really good and worth are Not it. a
1: television show, but it was on the news when I was home in Vermont. I, like, ran into the living room because my mom had the news on. The Conjuring house <laughs> in Rhode Island was purchased, and yes. the family in there is like, oh, yeah. Yes. Or it's a, a man and a woman, a, a married couple that took over the home. And they said that they um, have been Mm – that their house is not disappointing. They've only been in for, like, a month or two. But they said that they've been hearing noises. They hear footsteps and, like, odd bangs and stuff. And then they said that they'll also walk past rooms and the lights will turn on in that room. But that room won't have any lights, like, at all to turn on. Yeah. so they I think they're – They have, like, some sort of movie or television deal because I think they put up 24-hour surveillance video cameras in, like, all of the rooms, and they're just filming the house. I hope that's a television show because I want that. It's going to be a real-life paranormal activity.
0: Yeah. Whoa. Also, the fact that this family is, like, we're not disappointed. We wanted this. This is great. This is exactly what we wanted. I'm concerned
1: about that. The man is, like, he's, like, I'm not afraid to say that I'm scared, but – it's also really cool
0: are they gonna be the new ed and lorraine oh, warrens maybe not
1: that they could ever be replaced but i don't know perhaps i'm just i'm
0: wondering how long they're gonna film yeah wow oh you know what other house houses bought is the um the new jersey the watcher that, oh god the guy that was writing letters to the yeah that house was just bought and i think it's like amazon bought the house like some weird thing like and they they bought the house and the rights to make a movie about oh, it.
1: Oh yeah, I knew that they were gonna write a movie about it because I saw that the article is coming out. Who the heck is the watcher? That's what I don't understand. Yeah.
0: Me neither. I'm so confused by it. It's just someone who gets pleasure out of it. Oh man, I was listening to a criminal episode about a woman who from a young age started receiving these like w- mm-hmm. these packages in the mail and it just had like weird pornography in it. It was just like very disgusting. And she people should listen to this episode and i'm I'm ruining it but it's so intense
1: i know exactly i listened to that episode i know exactly what you're talking about
0: she finds out it's Mm -hmm. her stepfather and he'd been doing it since she was like 14
1: years old yeah and he had been like supporting her and she'd like cry to him and all of this stuff but it turned out it was him
0: Mm -hmm. and there was like one time where she was so threatened by it and she like called him and he came to like come over to protect her and he was the predator the entire time disgusting people are so gross sick (laughs) but we are here to talk about ghosts lovely
1: things we've brought up in the first 10 minutes of this episode
0: (laughs) i'm actually very excited for this episode because i found a way to retrofit it to what i wanted to talk about anyway
1: (laughs) that's wonderful do you want to go first
0: yeah sure so we chose to talk about rituals and rituals come in many many different forms like ritual killings, religious rituals, or rituals to contact the dead, like Ouija boards, or maybe like a fun, tantalizing, enticing game. We're—I'm gonna, gonna do a. I'm doing a paranormal game. I'm really excited. Oh, I was like, okay. I wanted to talk about this. Well, ever since we did our last episode about paranormal games, I've just wanted to do more because I think they are so fascinating. And I'm so curious as to why the hell anyone in their right mind would want to play these games. And so it's just fun finding stories about them and being like, okay, now I understand who would do this. People who want to tell their story on Reddit or do YouTube videos and get YouTube followers. Makes sense now. So uh, I chose to talk about the bathtub game. Okay. Don't play it. Don't have to tell me twice.
1: Don't need to know what it's about. Won't play it.
0: Yes, I strongly advise against it to anyone and everyone. It's called Daruma-san, and it's also called The Bathtub Game, which I w- will reference it by that. It originated in Japan, and it's a game where the player summons a ghost who will f- then follow you all day and try to catch uh, you. Why? Literally the why? The movie,
1: It Follows.
0: Yeah. Oh my God, Your favorite movie ever. The legend of the bathtub game is based on the story of a young girl who died while taking a bath, and apparently she slipped and fell and died and was impaled by the faucet. That's- so she slipped and fell onto the faucet and oh, went through her
1: wow. eyeball. So sad. Although, the not the same thing, but I, too, just fell onto my faucet a couple of days ago. <gasps> Yes, I was trying to shave my legs facing the faucet and my toes slipped off the edge of the tub. That's so scary. And I went forward and I banged, (gasps) it was almost my eye, but I banged my forehead onto the, ow, it actually still is sore. And I was like, wow, that was really scary and really serious. I'm never facing this way in the shower again. Holy shit, that's so scary and dangerous. Actually, my forehead's like still very much sore in that spot. I'm probably going to get a bruise. I'm so glad you're Okay. Me too. And I was holding my razor, that's so it like, could have been extra bad. This is why you shouldn't shave your legs and why I won't anymore, okay?
0: <laughs> you do you. So this girl, she her name was Daruma, so that's why the game is named after her. But yeah, so she died in the bath, and it's said that she now waits to be summoned in, in order to catch you. Which, can I just say, no nice ghost is just waiting around to be summoned And is like, I'm excited. I now need to catch you. And then if I catch you, I'm going to haunt your dreams for the rest of my life and torture you and do all these horrible things to you. That's not nice ghost protocol whatsoever. This is a demon or a dark ghost. This is not Casper the Friendly Ghost. So don't mess with it.
1: Do not summon it. Do not play the game.
0: Yes. You're all smart, wonderful people who know what's up. And I... I am sure none of you will do this, which I also am sure that I am saying this, but there are some people out there who will do this. But if you do, I'm covering my ass legally here because even though I don't know law at all, but we at Two Girls, One Ghost strongly advise against any participation of you playing this game or participating in this game and don't do it. Okay. Lawyers (laughs) confirm. Okay. So now that that's all out there, let's talk about the game. How do you play and what do you need? So basically all you need is yourself, shampoo, and a room with a bathtub. You cannot use only a shower. It could be a bathtub shower combo, but it has to at least have a bathtub. The game must begin right before you go to bed. And what you do is you go into the bathroom, fill the tub with warm water, and then once it's full, you take off all your clothes, you turn the lights off, close the bathroom door, and you submerge yourself into the tub. And you have to make sure you're facing the faucet, so, Kren, I guess you no, really won't play no. this game. So you face the faucet and you close your eyes and you have to wash your hair. And from the moment you start washing your hair to the moment you finish washing your hair, you must be chanting, san fell down, San fell down, San fell down over and over until you're done washing your hair. Keep in mind, this entire ritual has to be performed with your eyes closed. So you're doing this, you're washing your hair, you finish washing your hair. And at the very end of washing your hair you will see in your mind's eye the image of a young Japanese woman standing in front of you in front of the bathtub. And if you do not see her, it's because you've done so. wrong. Why do wrong. so many of these horrifying ghostly games come from Japan? That is a good question. I was wondering that, and I think we should do a whole episode about it because they have so many legends and histories and so many good ghost stories. Think of all the amazing horror movies that have been inspired by Japanese films. They just have, I think, a different culture that respects or maybe just fears the paranormal. (laughs) But I'm also speaking out of turn. I should move to Japan because I, too, fear and respect ghosts. (laughs) Yeah, you can't mess with them. So we should do a whole episode on that. So when you see her, again, your eyes are closed. You've just finished washing your hair. You've finished repeating this phrase over and over. And in your mind's eye, you will see her standing in front of you facing the faucet. And then she will look at you and immediately fall onto the faucet and it will go straight through her eye. And as terrified as you may be, you still cannot open your eyes. You have to remain focused. You have to stay in the tub and you have to ask her, why did you fall in the bathtub? And then before she can answer, you have to get up, keeping your eyes closed, keeping from falling, you have to get up, get out of the bathtub, and exit the bathroom, closing the door behind you. And then and only then can you open your eyes. And apparently some people who've played this game have said that she will try to trip you as you're trying to get out. And if you open your eyes like the game's over, she's catched you she's caught you. So like all of these rules you have to follow to a T. You have to then close the bathroom door. You can open your eyes. You have to make sure you left the bathwater running. These are there's already too many rules. I would screw up. Sorry, bathwater doesn't need to be running. It just still needs to be full. You can't drain the tub, basically. Because the idea is that you're supposed to leave the bathwater running, or sorry, the bathwater in the tub overnight until the next morning, which I don't totally understand. But I think it has to do with the fact that the game doesn't officially begin until you wake up the next morning. So, like, when you wake up, the tub, you can drain the tub, and it's, like, all begun. It's so complicated. Which is a good thing, because it means there are many steps where you could mess up, and this game does not work for you. Or, but if you mess up before you get her to come that's a good
1: thing but once she appears you better be doing everything
0: yeah to a t yes also the like rules of the game say that after you do this whole ritual you have to then go fall asleep and then the game starts the next morning could you imagine trying to get in bed after seeing this ghost impale herself on a (laughs) faucet no
1: never sleeping again
0: absolutely not good luck getting sleep And if you do sleep, when you wake up from your very peaceful, non-nightmare-filled sleep, you will begin to feel a presence around you. And if you do, good. The game has begun. Or bad. I don't know. It's all horrible for me, but whoever's playing, you do you. And so as you go on about your day, you will continue to feel a presence around you, and it will be frightening and unnerving. And yet, I feel no sympathy for you whatsoever because you've done Mm -hmm. this to yourself. Have I made myself clear? (laughs) So you'll feel, this, you'll feel her presence and you'll often look over your shoulder and sometimes you'll see her. And if you see her, it means that she is too close. She's a woman with long black hair. Her eye is missing. And if you see her, like I said, she's getting closer and closer to you. And that is her goal, which means you are now losing the game. She is gaining on you and she will catch you. But you can do something. You can say the word tomare, which means stop and Then you have to run to gain more space between you and this ghost demon. You can only use this command sparingly because if you use it more and more, like each time you use it, it loses its power. So at some point, it's just going to become completely useless. As you go about your day, you have to make sure you avoid dark spaces. So aka elevators, closets, basements, cars, and avoid crossing running waters, water. So bathrooms, waterfalls, pedicures, going to the bathroom, doing anything. I said bathrooms twice. I guess I pee a lot. Um, because she tends to have more power in those places and then can catch up to you even quicker.
1: This is the worst thing I've ever heard in the world. This is like truly I my fear. This is the movie. It follows and I'm freaking out right now. I'm getting it's smaller and smaller.
0: <laughs> Shrinking. So you're supposed to do this all day. And by the time the day is coming to an end, your heart rate has increased, your hair has turned gray, you've lost a few years of your life, or maybe you have an eye twitch, which I have had for four weeks, by the way. Stress, Sabrina. Stress. Yeah. I know. It's fine. But anyway, now it's time to finish the game. And it has to be performed before midnight. But also, you can do it at any point in the day. So you could even do it in the beginning of the day if you wanted to, if you're like, I'm over this game because of what the hell did I do? I've realized my wrongs and I want Mm -hmm. to write them. But in order to end the game, it gets very, very dangerous because you need to get Daruma to come very close to you and you have to catch her in your gaze, which means that you have to get her close enough that you can make eye contact with her one eye she apparently knows and she's like very clever and can tell when people are trying to end the game so if she feels like you're trying to catch her in your gaze she will disappear and hide from you because she wants to win so it makes closing this game and finishing this game very very difficult anyone do this i don't know but if you are able to get her in your gaze and i hope you are if you do play this game but i hope you don't play this game you must then yell kita, which means I cut you loose. And while you're saying this, you also must perform a motion with your arm, like karate chopping type of thing. So you have to go kita, and you have to do it all at the same time. If you do it incorrectly, you lose the game. So like everything is riding on you remembering all of these rules, doing everything at the correct time in the correct way. Like it's just, why? Right. I'm getting very yes. passionate about this. So if it's done correctly, the game is over and she will disappear. But if you've not done it correctly, run. Run as fast as you can. You can you can try it again later, but if you do this right before midnight, you're screwed because once it reaches midnight, she's won the game. There are some people who have not won the game and there are some terrifying stories that I will share in a bit. But if you do win, congrats. And one of the rules, like the very last rule is like, congrats, you won. But if you try to play again, you will pick up in the same distance that you left the la- your last game. So say she was the distance of me to my computer the last time if i were to play it again that's how close she would start to me
1: no so no 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 No. absolutely not can you punch her what if you have the
0: no because then she catches you you can't touch her i know it's frustrating so don't play this game don't if you do don't lose figure out what you're doing do it correctly So her goal is to catch you, and if she does, she will either harm you physically, she'll taunt you, or she'll possess you, or she'll reappear in your dreams constantly. Either way, the end result of her winning is not a good result. It's all crazy. Who would do this? People will do anything. I have, like, literally zero faith in humankind. The fact that people do things like this, and then also the fact that people, that one person... One day I decided to try the goo from a beaver's butt <laughs> and then decided, wow, this tastes beaver just like vanilla. Ew. Let's use this. The, like, artificial vanilla flavoring is beaver butt goo.
1: That. It's just the weirdest thing.
0: It is the weird. Like, I have no faith in humanity. I feel Who's like, doing though,
1: it's one of those things where it's like when people, myself included, hate heights. Like, I'm absolutely terrified of heights. It's because deep down there's some sort of part of us which fears or doesn't trust ourselves around the heights like what if something just takes over me and i just suddenly leap off this tall building like i that's what scares the crap out of me i'm terrified of heights so i feel like maybe the Mm -hmm. same sort of thing can be applied to games like this it's like who would do this but it's like oh but nothing will happen so why don't i just walk to the edge why don't i start the game nothing will happen and then suddenly you're stuck in this sort of situation that you you shouldn't have been in but like some part of you was tempted enough that you just dove in and yes, you did it.
0: Yes, but the distinction here is that sometimes you have that feeling to just walk over the ledge, but you don't do it. It's a thought in the back That's of your true. mind. I, I mean, I get it. Like, at some point or another, people have to try things. One person decided they have to cut up a, a, I don't know, what's meat? what A pig. Sorry, I don't eat meat. I'm a vegetarian. Clearly don't even know what meat is. But, like, one point someone had to be like, oh, we need to eat that thing. So, like, people trying things is what is what leads to us evolving and finding new things so i get it but it's also frustrating you're not learning anything new from playing this game yes is all i want to say so as scary as it is there are people who have played this game and uh as much as i say don't play this game i do quite enjoy the fact that people have because it allows us to tell stories on this podcast and read horrifying things which is what i love um So if any of our listeners have in the past played this game, please send us your stories because I would love to know more. So there's one story which I personally think is the most haunting story, and I found it on a blog post. It was on, it was like a Penn State blog, but anyway, it was posted by a girl named Maya on June 6th, 2019, which is not too long ago, at 1031 p.m., she posted, wow, this was so enlightening. I'm going to do this tonight. I'll edit my comment in the afternoon to tell you how it went. I have anxiety also, so this will be fun.
1: What? Why? Tell me why. What part of you thinks that
0: that is a good idea? Well, the scariest part is the fact that she never updated her post. I don't know. Has Has anyone heard from Maya? Do we know what happened to her? Is she now possessed? I'm concerned. Maya, are you okay? Please let me know yeah scary that's the scariest post i saw then there are multiple people on reddit who have actually played this game um one man phil posted about his experience and apparently he like has like a whole thread on reddit where he plays all of these games and posts about his experience so that's his okay, life.
1: how is he surviving all of these things and and deciding to go on to the next one i think one and done you know
0: He did post that he was actually really scared to play the elevator game and some certain games that he was terrified of. The
1: elevator game, I did that one, but I didn't tell anyone Mm -hmm. how to play it because you
0: shouldn't. Yeah. No, I wouldn't want to play it. So Phil wrote that when he sat in the bathtub and repeated Daruma San, he finished washing his hair and saw this vision in his mind. He said that the vision was accompanied with calming music and the sounds of running water. And then he saw the young woman taking a bath, and she finished washing her hair, and she stood to get out of the bath, but slipped and fell face first into the tap, and he saw the gore of her eye being lodged into her head, the blood pouring out of her face, and kept hearing her horrific screams. She kept yelling, help me, help me, and then all of a sudden the sounds died out in a way that implied that she had died. And he so badly wanted to jump out of the tub or open his eyes, but he kept them shut, And he did what the ritual says to do, which is ask, why did you fall in the bathtub? And then immediately, Phil felt a presence behind him. Something was breathing on his neck. And he jumped out of the tub and felt something reach for his ankles as if trying to make him fall in the tub just like she had. Mm -hmm. Again, demon. So Phil goes to bed. He's like trying to forget the horror he had just experienced. And then he woke up at 3.20 a.m., which is a normal thing for him. But the game, I guess he like usually goes to get water, goes to the bathroom. I don't know. But in the rules of the game, it says the second you wake up, the game begins. And he woke up at 3.20 a.m. So now the game begins at 3.20 a.m., which was not how he planned it to start. He wanted it to start at 8 a.m., not 3.20 a.m. But it was 3.20 a.m. nonetheless. And immediately he felt someone or something behind him. And he took off, ran out of his house, and ran into the street. It was just like, what do I do? And he felt her on his tail. He said that he was not expecting her to be as fast as she was just based on like all the other stories he had read. He didn't think that she would be that fast. And so Phil is like, what do I do? I need help. And so he starts calling his friend like over and over until he answered his phone. And his friend's name is Daniel. And Daniel's like, dude, it's 3.30 in the morning. What do you want from me? And Phil explained. How did Daniel even pick up the phone?
1: I feel like I don't hear it that late at night.
0: I don't know. You know, like how you have, I always put my phone on Do Not Disturb, but if you're in my favorites list, it will ring no matter what. Oh, I did not know that. But I think that's a setting I have. I don't know. So Phil explained what had happened. And so he and Daniel met in this park, and Daniel could like see and hear different things and that he could warn Phil about to keep, and like tried to help keep Phil awake because it was in the middle of the night and he was exhausted. And so they're like doing this, they're running together. And also, great friend. Mm-hmm. That is a great friend to support you as you're being chased by a demon. They were so tired. Phil was like so scared that he starts praying. And this is like 7 a.m. now. It's like he's just so exhausted by playing this game for so long. And he starts saying a prayer and he has his head down he's asking god for help and all of a sudden he hears daniel say i hear something and apparently what he was hearing was a woman saying time for you to fall time for you oh, to fall no. so phil snaps his eyes open he looks over his shoulder and he sees her and she noticed and he panicked, and like this one moment felt like it lasted hours, but it was only seconds, and like I said, she knows when people are trying to end the game, so she'll try to run. but he quickly performed the closing action, the kita and the arm chop, and she disappeared, which is like I'm such like a really colder and
1: colder and scared and scared.
0: <laughs> just one more story, this one scared
1: her a word no,
0: yes, no. more scared, I can't even think
1: or talk. I'm so nervous.
0: you're so scared. You're so scared. You can't think. This is the scariest story. And it's of a girl who said she played the game and she has been haunted by the spirit of Jeruma for an entire year. How? How has she not been captured? Because she lost the game. And so now the spirit. Oh, so you don't like die or anything. If you lose the game, you just are forever haunted. No. Well, I mean, we I guess I don't know if people die because they're dead if they did but this girl did not die which is a good thing but she is like sees her constantly throughout the day she like mess with all of her th- things in life like she'll like move things in her kitchen she once found like a knife in her bed she is haunted by her in her nightmares like she can't sleep at night because this oh spirit God, is in her nightmares like trying to possess her and like whittle her down to being a weak vessel for her to take over so just don't play this game. Let's just review. What is the point of this game? To torture yourself and feel like some demonic entity is going to catch you. How about we don't do that? If you're bored and you need a game to play solo, I have a list (laughs) that you can do. Solitaire, Tetris, Minecraft, Sims, Sims anything but this game.
1: You can play for like, (laughs) I would play it for like
0: 13 hours straight. I used to, and that's it's dangerous
1: i was thinking about it and i was like if i ever get a tattoo it would probably be the cheat code the rosebud semicolon cheat code for the sims to get like a million dollars
0: yes me too like the overload mother overload Mm -hmm. or something like that yeah good game unlike 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 this game the bathtub game but that is the bathtub game that i as i've said a million times do not play. no don't
1: I mean, to be haunted for an entire year or just to have anything chasing you. And also, why the hell are you expected to go to sleep after witnessing that? That's the oddest part of them all. I'd be yeah. so nervous. I'd be like, no, she's going to appear.
0: What if you like can't fall asleep? Does the game just begin immediately or does it never begin if you never go to sleep? Ever? Well, then you just die. Yeah. but So I guess she won. You're right. <laughs> But what if you don't sleep until the next midnight? Like, do you win then or do you have – or does she win because it's midnight? Why is she so
1: mean? Why can't she just (laughs) be nice, play nice? (gasps) When is my foot touching? Oh, my God. I'm getting nervous. Oh, my God. What did you touch? A box. But now I'm moving my feet up close to me. (laughs) I'm going to lose it when one of my roommates – they're both supposed to be – well, they're both coming home tonight, so – they're probably going to open the door and I'm probably going to scream. It's a loud no. noise when the door opens. So,
0: Well, then it's good. You'll know. You, you're expecting it. You're anticipating already, it now.
1: It's already racing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. So uh, mine is also kind of from Japan. Wow. Had, we didn't even know this. It's a Japan episode. But uh, this is – I do want to preface this by saying that this is – I haven't been able to find any proof of this actually happening. It seems to be more folklore, if anything
0: else. Oh, fun. We like folklore.
1: Yes. So this is the story of the Himuro Mansion. Just outside of Tokyo, Japan, there is a house, a mansion, I guess, rather, in the woods because it's called the Himuro
0: Mansion. So a large house. <laughs> mansion, but in the woods? That's
1: fun. A mansion in the woods. Creepy. Perfect setting for a ghost story. And for murder. And murder. <laughs> I can't do the growling voice. It just is like a weird.
0: Weird thing that could your own version of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wouldn't get the part. So the property is said to be pretty large with many outbuildings, has a bunch of land, and it seems like a very idyllic place to live, especially if you have, you know, money to buy a mansion in the woods. <laughs> but this place, known as Hemoro Mansion, is not on the market. It's vacant, and that is the way that it should remain, because this mansion Ooh. is said to be the site of a horrific and gruesome murder At ah, Murders, sorry. Murders. One of the worst in all of Japan's history. And it all started with a ritual. So the ritual was known as the strangling ritual. And the ritual was completed in an attempt. What? Just the fact that there is something called the strangling ritual really throws me. So this ritual, the strangling ritual, they did it. It was basically like a sacrificial ritual in an attempt to keep evil at bay and ward off any bad karma that was coming from, like, up within the Earth. So there are varying reports on how frequently and, like, when this ritual would be completed, but most reports say that the bad energy would be released from the Earth every half century around December, or at least, like, towards the end of the year, and the bad energy would come through a portal on the Himuro Mansion grounds. So what did this ritual entail? Well, it is super mm-hmm. effed up, like so effed up. When a child was born, a female child, the master of the household, oh, presumably no. I would think the father, would choose this child for the ritual, and the baby was then raised mm. in isolation, secretly, keeping her from what? people so as to not form any attachments with outside worlds or with other people etc so she couldn't have any contact or ties to the outside world because it was thought that if she did develop these it would jeopardize the effect of the ritual it's so so I hate ugh, so so bad I should have done something different but I already researched it and I was like uh. when the day would come <laughs> for the strangling ritual this woman now woman like raised to be an adult in isolation how horrible this mm-hmm. chosen woman yeah. would be ta- oh my god If you don't want to hear graphic or, like, disgusting things, fast forward. Click the fast forward 15 seconds button, like, two or three times right now. Okay. So, this woman would be tied up and there would be ropes around her ankles and her wrists and her neck. And then each rope would be attached to an oxen (gasps) or a horse. And this is super, super gruesome. Really gross. um, But basically, it's called, like, quartering. They would quarter her, so basically they would make the animals run off in different directions, spook them, mm. and then the ropes would be attached to different parts of her body, and it would rip the body parts off no. of her, killing her. She would bleed out. So why the hell would they uh. do this? Well, it was thought that the blood of it's, it's torture. That's actually like they did use that though in. Yeah, they use the stretching. Yeah. Oh my God! What's that movie yeah. that they did it in? It was so so disturbing. Princess no, Bride? no, it was like a modern day horror movie. Someone was like attached to two trucks and like ripped apart. God, what oh was gosh. it? I don't remember. It was like one of those scary like cabin in the woods. Like we're all going on vacation and this group of twenty year olds all gets killed. Um. Anyway so they would do this ritual every like half century or so because they thought that the blood of this sacrificial woman who was raised in isolation raised on this land and was said to be pure her blood would seal off the portal and so they'd soak these cloths in her blood and then lay them over the portal to seal it off for like another half century or so before they ha- would have to redo the ritual all over again so incredibly right. horrible stuff but it sounds like They were getting away with it for quite a long time. However, there was some difficulty in the last and final strangling ritual, which was about a century ago. Mm. The woman who had been chosen for the ritual was raised, as were the others, on the grounds. However, Mm. she somehow made contact with a man who she fell in love with. And he fell in love with oh. her as well. And so together, they were trying to save her from the ritual. And to stop the ritual, they created a physical and psychic tie to the earth. And this tie, this bond, Whoa. it tainted her blood and tainted her spirit. And so the ritual wouldn't be successful. And so in order to save herself, she did this. And then she told the master of the house, or somehow he found out. And the master of the house, who I'm just assuming in this scenario is her dad. I don't really know. but. The master of the house learned that when this woman, who was supposed to be the sacrifice, had done this, he was like, oh, my God, I failed. Like, the ritual isn't going to work. I'm a failure. I failed to Mm -hmm. protect my family. I failed to protect this land from evil. And now my family is dishonored. It's It's funny because the evil that you're trying to protect it from is you. I don't know. Maybe the land is evil probably not the right way to go about sailing off the evil but yeah negative energy
0: no or maybe it's evil because these people are just doing this all the time uh
1: but rather than facing such dishonor and yeah. the evil that possibly was to come seep up from the earth every half century this man instead took his sword and he murdered all of his family members one by one and then he fell upon his own blade Whoa. And now the Himoro Mansion, the site of this, like, grisly torture and torment and murders and rituals and sadistic cult-like activity, it's now the site of paranormal activity. And it's said that the family still wanders the grounds and the mansion attempting to right the wronged ritual with whoever enters the building. They need blood. They need blood to seal off this portal. And that blood just may be yours.
0: Nope. Uh, not mine because I'm not going there, <laughs> but I liked the narrative there. That was scary. You <laughs> got me. People who
1: have entered the mansion and made it back out have reported seeing blood splattered on the walls of the mansion and occasionally bloody handprints. And they've also spotted apparitions, uh, people dressed in white, washing and rinsing cloths that like would be used in the ritual to soak up the blood and seal off the evil portal. And photographs have also shown the image of a young woman, most likely a girl, who was to be sacrificed in the strangling ritual. And every time she appears, she is spotted looking out one particular window. And the worst thing witnessed by those exploring the old abandoned Himuro Mansion is the bodies. Yep. Bodies. It's said that the people... People have actually found... What? What do you mean? It said that people have actually found other, like, dead people on the grounds. And the deceased people have rope marks around their wrists. <laughs> so it's like, I was wondering, because it didn't really say much more, but I was like, are, were these people trying to correct the ritual Whoa. and sacrifice themselves? Or did the spirits of the Homero family choose them and try to sacrifice them as a replacement as an attempt to seal off the evil portal because it seems like an easy excuse. A way to get away with it. People would be
0: like, oh my God, paranormal activity. Yeah, or are people just killing people out there and leaving their bodies for dead because I know. They think they can It's
1: also said that there's a spirit sealed yeah. talisman within the home and that anyone who's tried to find this talisman ended up either injured or scared off of the property.
0: Right. Ugh scary. I don't like that at all.
1: So, like, what the hell? What the heck? Where is this place? Why is this happening? Why are people dying there? Well, so people think that it may not actually exist because there's some confusion on where the story came from. There's a video game called Fatal Frame. And it actually includes the story of Himoro Mansion and the ritual. And in the game, it states that this game is based on a true story. So some people are like, yes, this game is based on the Himoro Mansion, a Japanese folklore. So still maybe not true. But others are like, mm, I think the game makers mm. made up this whole entire story. So it's kind of it's kind of unknown because I feel like the, right. the internet was leaning towards like oh yeah the game makers made this up but there were plenty of other um. people that were like no like we've been there like we know we've heard it it's Japanese folklore we know where it is blah 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 so it's one of those things where I guess initially upon my search without actually going into a deep dive of research I can't really tell where the heck it's from
0: that's it's like the your mom's story
1: so whether or not it's based on like Japanese folklore or not Or whether or not this mansion actually exists out in Japan in the woods somewhere. Um, It's a good thing that if it is real, it remains hidden because people shouldn't go there. And even if it's not real, it's still like really crazy – story and just like i don't know the stuff that comes out of japan (laughs) it's like rituals and these ghost stories are just so horrifying i was telling marissa about this and i was like i don't know if i should do it because the story it's like it's kind of that it's like a story versus like oh here's a real haunted place and this is what people
0: have experienced and i feel like I. but you're not trying to pretend it's real which is good right that's true and then she was like well what's it about and then i kind of told her like the whole story and she was like oh shit that's so scary It's so scary and crazy and, like, regardless if it's real or not, it's a good ghost story. Yes, totally. And that's what this podcast is for. Wow. 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 (laughs) Why don't we just do that at the same time? We're the same person. We're
1: Owen Wilson reincarnated into two girls.
0: (laughs) All right. I have a story. Okay. From Avery. And I won't. Tell you what it's about. Okay, but I, I, I believe that you can figure it out because you're all smart.
1: <laughs> First, you tell us we're stupid for possibly playing the game, and now you're telling us that we better figure out what your story's about. And if we don't, maybe we're not smart.
0: No, I know that you're all smart and that you won't do it. But if you do do it, then please email us your story. But like, don't blame us if bad shit happens. Okay, cool. <laughs> Getting a little Back today. <laughs> I've had a lot of caffeine. I've written a lot of words in the past two days and my brain is on murder. I'm seeing red. <laughs> Watch out. I'm it's I'm good. We're, we're good. We're all okay all right, here. I'm laying back. I'm ready. Okay. She says, hi ladies. My name is Avery. I'm 14 and have been borderline obsessed with the spirit world since day one. I have experienced everything from scratches to the devil tarot card being laid out perfectly on my bed at my old house. And this story happened on my 13th birthday party when me and my friends, whose names I've changed for privacy's sake, Kristen and Elizabeth, we all got bored of talking about cute boys slash girls that we liked or doing makeup looks and playing Resident Evil on my Xbox, so we decided to Google some spooky sleepover games. We opted out of games such as The Three Kings, The Midnight Man, Bloody Mary. Since there were only three of us, we couldn't play Light as a Feather still as a board. Also, like, I don't know what... Three Kings is, and I want to look it up later. She says, anyway, we decided to play Red Door, Yellow Door, or Doors of the Mind. If you don't know the rules of this game, she sent a link. And I'll just briefly, it's basically you have one person that acts as a guide, and then they put you into a trance and leads you through doors and rooms in your mind. Sounds scary. Super scary. So she says... Now, this is a part that was told to me by my best friend because I remember little to none of this. So my arms were down almost immediately and the game was pretty generic for the first 10 minutes until I saw a red soldier on a large horse. He was very enticing and I wanted to follow him and my friend, who was my guide, let me. Thanks a lot, Kristen, rolly face eyes. So I followed this man into a dark room with cracked tiles and he told me his name was Barrett. And he wanted me to become his accomplice. And he outlined measures of possession. So during this, all of my friends told me that I was talking in a deep, gravelly voice. And while my voice is deeper for our girls, there is no way I could speak this low naturally. So my friends, being irked by this, told me, the guy Bareth, to leave but I couldn't get out of my mind. When they were telling me to leave, Barrett was yelling words in Latin that I do not know and do not remember. Then they start to shake me faster and faster until I came to. The scariest part about this is that when I first opened my eyes, they all swore that they were pitch black (gasps) before returning to their usual blue. After calming down, we examined my back and I had scratches all over and what looked like bite marks. They all faded within the hour, and we googled the name, and it ended up being one of the dukes of hell. This is one of the most terrifying experiences I have ever had, and afterwards, I had a dream of my great-grandfather lecturing me on not to do anything that stupid again. LOL. I love your podcast, and I hope you enjoy my story. Although it's terrifying, I'm still very much in tune with the spirit world and witchcraft. Feel free to share if you want. See ya on the other side, Avery. This is why you don't play games. Also, her knowledge like of that. all the games. Too much. You should know about all those right. games. Yeah. And here I am giving you more knowledge about <laughs> these games. <laughs> it's all my fault. It's people like me who do this. Good
1: Lord, though.
0: I know. Now I'm curious. I want to know more about this I know. game. Wait, what, what was it called again? Red Door, Yellow Door. Red Door, Yellow Door. Oh, so can I just tell you, it's on a website called Scary for Kids. No, not for kids. The internet is a scary place. It totally I don't, is. I mean, think about it. Slenderman, that whole... Urban legend caused a girl to stab her friend with scissors. Or two girls to stab her friend.
1: There are so many good things that the internet brings. And then there are just so many horrifying, terrible things that it brings.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's very scary.
1: So take Avery's story as a deterrent from playing these games. Yes. It's your cautionary tale. Your cautionary tale. Okay. I have a story and this is from Michaela. Great. It's called Native Superstitions and Dreams. Hey, ladies, I'm super behind in your podcast, but I'm trying to catch up. I listened to your hmm. dreams episode and it reminded me of the strangest and most emotional dream I've ever had in my life. Don't worry, it wasn't a bad dream. A little oh, backstory okay. my Nana died a week before my birthday in June, a few years ago. And it was hard because we were really close and she was the glue of our family. Aww. She had been in and out of the hospital my entire life, but it was weird when she was doing really well and then suddenly had to be rushed to the hospital and then airlifted to a bigger one in the city because her situation was so severe. I'm oh, Native no. American, so my family and I are very superstitious. My uncle called in a medicine man to perform a ritual in the hospital. And during the entire ceremony, the medicine man kept looking at me. And I later found out that he saw my Nana standing right beside me in the room and was trying to call her back, but she wouldn't come back to him. Oh. He said that someone in our family had used bad medicine on a gift that was given to her and that that's what made her sick. He performed a smudging ceremony on all of us that night. We found out that a week before my Nana was hospitalized... A cousin of ours, my nana had been fighting with, had given her a blanket as a peace offering. They had insisted Mm. that she drape it across her before they left that day. That person has not contacted us, nor did they show up at her funeral. Anyways, to the point of my email, a friend of mine and I were in Tulsa for New Year's Eve that year. And after we went to bed, I had a dream that I had lost her in Walmart. And I went to call her on my phone. The person who answered, however, was not my friend. And I looked at my phone to make sure that I was calling the right person. And so I said, Danielle? And the person responded, no, and then laughed. I instantly recognized that it was my Nana's voice. What? Because she had a very unique laugh. Instantly, I started crying and I said, Nana. And she said, yes. And she started crying as well and said, You released me from what was a seat. Oh, my God. Thank you. Oh, I just got chills. Whoa. Whoa. Instantly, I woke up to a soaked pillow, sobbing uncontrollably, and had to take a shower to calm myself. I never told anybody. I never told anyone, but when she was unconscious in the hospital, before I left, I kissed her on the cheek, and I told her that it was okay if she wanted to let go. She hated hospitals and was in so much pain. I'm crying as I type this. Mm-hmm. I always do when I think about or try to explain the dream. Anyways, I never knew what it meant and I'm still not sure what to think about it. I haven't had a dream like it or about her since. Keep up the good work. I love your podcast. Stay spooky, Michaela. Wow. wow. There's so many parts to this because I wanted to I picked this one out because when we do like haunted rituals and stuff, it like it seems like it would be so negative. But this was a Good ritual, and where a medicine man came and like did protective spells, and was trying right. to attempt to help Nana. But it was also like there's so many elements. It's like which is amazing. It well, was targeted by that awful cousin too, who did something to give her it a curse gift. So awful.
0: Like there's no there's no reason, no, never ever in anyone's life to do that to someone. I was talking to a coworker about this actually the other day, and, like, the amount of energy it takes out of you to do something so negative. Like, we've heard stories of, like, dark magic affecting the person who's performing it as much, if right. not more, than, it's the, than the person that they did the curse to. Yeah. Because it's like you're basically selling your soul. It's just,
1: you shouldn't do that. But poor Nana. I do like the, the, the sentence she said. No. You released me from what was a seat. It's like thank I you know. for giving me permission to let go Aww. because I wasn't able like it wasn't in that moment it wasn't her life anymore.
0: Yeah. Ugh I just I love know. also that she's so that sweet. she had it's that awesome. dream, you know? Yeah, not all rituals are horrible. No.
1: No, they're not. But if you guys have ever had a ritual or have any stories related to them or games or anything at all, you can email them to us at two girls
0: one ghost podcast mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Please do. Uh, big shout out to one, Arms Akimbo, who does our intro and outro music. You guys rock. We love you. They're on tour right now, so go check them out. Uh, and thank you to Eric Foster at Upfire Digital for editing these Sunday episodes for us. It helps us tremendously. Uh, and thank you to all of you for listening and supporting us. And possibly, maybe if you guys already do, support us on Patreon. So thank you. We appreciate it.
1: Yep. Tell everybody, help us out that way. Uh, and get ready to get spooky with us as Halloween approaches. It's so close. We're a month away now. I heard the best thing ever the other day when I was walking down the street. Oh, by the way, we're recording this a little bit early. So it's actually, the st- because we're doing some traveling, but it's it's August right now. It's the very end of yeah. August. And I heard some woman mm-hmm. walking in Beacon Hill and she said to her five-year-old, she goes, so what are you going to be for Halloween? And I was like, that's so my mom, like how I'll be as a mom. Where it's like yes. two months out. And I'm like, so have you started thinking about Halloween yet? Because you should.
0: <laughs> yep. These are the important things, sweetie. Um, So we don't care about school homework We uh, until you figure out what you're going to be for Halloween. I need to get started now.
1: Yeah. Screw back to school shopping. We're going Halloween shopping. Oh, so
0: fun. Heck, yes. That was my favorite, going to Party City. It's so fun. I love it yeah so halloween is approaching we are gonna get spooky uh if you guys have decor not decoration well yeah send us your decorations we love it heck send us anything halloween related but if you have costume ideas send those to us too
1: yes and then just a final thought that we'll leave you with because i know that this has already uh gone on long enough and we will see you on on the other side. side Very smooth.